Today is Monday, December 20th. The title for our devotional is The Birth of Jesus. Remember, we're calling this Advent series Good News of Great Joy. The message of Jesus' birth is announced as just that, good news that will cause great joy for all the people. In our current cultural climate, we often allow ourselves to be drawn to the opposite of that. That is bad news that causes anger and pits some people against others. This Christmas season, let's shift our focus to the true good news of the Messiah and how it is a message that truly brings joy for all people. This week, we come to the last week in our Advent series. We've been looking at the birth of Jesus from the first and second chapters of Luke's Gospel. We begin with the birth story of Jesus. Luke 2, verses 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. To begin with here, we see yet again the sovereign hand of God at work in this story. It is a census from Emperor Octavian that leads Joseph and Mary to Bethlehem, and the fulfillment of the prophecy that places the birth of the Messiah to be in Bethlehem. You can find that prophecy in Micah 5.2. Octavian reigned as sole emperor of Rome from 30 BC to 14 AD and ushered in what is known as the Pax Romana. This period in history produced the peace, infrastructure, and common language that allowed for the expansion of the gospel in the early years of the church. So we see not only God's sovereignty in the place of Jesus' birth, but also in the historical timing of Jesus' birth as well. Luke's parenthetical statement here grounds the event in history, but it also has produced a good bit of confusion. As far as we know, historically, Quirinius became governor in 6 AD, which would place his governorship after the birth of Jesus. It's created a big problem for historians. Uh, Jesus was likely born around 4 BC, uh, before the death of Herod. So this has led many scholars to think that Luke was either wrong uh, or his dates were wrong. More recent archaeological findings, however, from a tombstone uncovered in Italy suggest that Quirinius held office twice in the region. So it is most likely accurate that he governed in Syria around 4 BC as well in his first stint as governor, or even in some lesser governing role, since the term governor here used by Luke can simply refer to a position of authority generally, and also in 6 AD. It also makes sense because Luke adds another detail that this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor, implying that there was another census likely in his second governorship. External evidence also adds credibility to this historical record as Josephus, a Jewish historian, documents a census that was completed around 2 BC. Remember, a census of the entire Roman world in this day would take years, in which all people were required to give allegiance to Caesar. To add context to the political tension of the day, he says that 6,000 Pharisees refused to pledge their loyalty to Caesar. So, what we should be seeing here is that our faith is based in real events in history. 
Our faith is grounded in the actual life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. The historical record of the Gospels has been validated time and time again and should strengthen our faith. Our faith is not based in fantasies like Scientology, nor is it based in lofty philosophical concepts like new spiritualists. It certainly has otherworldly aspects and important philosophy and theology components to it, but it is always grounded in real historical events. Today, I invite you to just spend some time reflecting on how God has entered into time and space to visit us. Contemplate Galatians 4, 4 and 5. When the set time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Jesus, the Messiah, was born at God's set time and place. Just spend some time marveling at God's perfect plan of revealing salvation.